Hello, David. Welcome to a random movie generator. Hello. How are you? More importantly, Saturday morning. Good. Have you got dream. your mic in? Yes, I do. Yes. Can you hear it? Is it okay? Yeah. Are you is okay? it near you? Yes, it is near me. It's, it's very near me here. Okay, let me get me... Um... Yeah. Welcome to Random Movie Generator. Hello, David. Hello, Captain. Here to um, some cinema chat. We're live on um, YouTube. YouTube. And uh, but this is also a downloadable podcast. <laughs> Best <laughs> to both worlds. Your um, eyes or your ears, it's there. Yeah. <clears throat> Welcome everybody. People are joining the chat. Thanks for coming and watching live. I guess I feel like it would be mad for me not to start this episode by saying the Fablemans? Question mark. Absolutely. I saw it last night. And um... what were you wearing? Did you do you ever dress smart for a film? Do you ever go, I'm watching Spielberg's new film, I'll put a suit on? It sounds a bit naff, but I did wear my uh, Amblin Entertainment jumper, which is um, his production company, with, um, you know, Spielberg, Elliot on his bike. It was a bit naff. I think I would have worn that anyway. I think it was in my laundry cycle anyway, really, at that point. Laundry cycle? Um, in the sense that it was a, a fresh jumper for me to grab on a wintry day type of thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 at that, at yeah, that point, yeah. you know, it would yeah. have been there for me yeah. anyway, I hope. I, I, no, I think with cinema, it's more like I want to just go into slug mode. I just want to, you know, slip into the darkness and just peer at the light from afar. Have you got so, a laundry basket? I do have a laundry basket. It's one of those that um, is a basketball hoop, so you can chuck it across the room. And um, it, it then goes into a, like a net. It's like a, it's. I had it years ago, and it's like it used to be popular in America. I remember Charlie Bing had one, and I asked for one for Christmas. Whereby it's a basketball hoop, and then it's got like a netting below it. So you, lovely. Yeah, you throw the the laundry like it's a game to try and keep kids and teenagers occupied. I'm still one of those, I guess, psychologically. And um, yeah, so it's um, you know Michael Jordan style. Um, basketball uh hoop david i was laying in bed the other night just it's all dark and i was going i'm nearly 50 it's like that I'm nearly 50 nearly 50 you're not nearly 50 are you yeah it's like 48 or something you're not like you're i'm not... 49 in six weeks so i'm nearly 50 bloody hell i'm a sh- I'm, I'm gonna be in bed saying that to myself no david's nearly 50 david's nearly how 50. old are you then 40 I'm 45 in uh, late March. Anyway, I was laying there. Two things. I was laying there going, I'm nearly 50, I'm nearly 50. I don't feel, I know it's a cliche, but I don't feel any different in my head to when I was 25. I'm nearly 50. Oh, yeah, 50. I, I know that. My feeling. shell is deteriorating. But the head and the brain and the thoughts and the loops and the habits are still there. And then I was started thinking about, God, what are the organs like inside? Do they deteriorate? Are they getting their 50-year-old organs inside me? Are they looking... Do you anyway. Do you know what I found, though? My, um, the old Canal. people's home, where my, my dad doesn't live in an old people's home, but he's in like a retirement home. Yeah. And it really depends on, I don't know if it's whether, how well you look after yourself or what Mother Nature gives you. Because I've seen 90-year-olds who, who still go swimming every morning. Gorgeous. Like something out of Cocoon 
or I've got like um, people in their late 60s and you think, God, I wouldn't want an x-ray glasses, pair of glasses to look at your organs. Do you know what I mean? They're literally just like something out of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, um, it really, I think you hit a certain point and you just don't know what Mother Nature's going to hand you. Thank you. So the... <laughs> There you go, that's my final one. No, no, you're right. It's all vanished. Who knows what's wrong? So the Fableman. Now, this is huge, the Fablemans. This is absolutely huge. You went to see Spielberg's uh, critically acclaimed film, The Fablemans. How excited were you walking in? Very excited. I've been waiting a long time. Absolutely lots of sweeties. I bought myself a big pack of marshmallow sandwiches which are, um, you get from Tesco's, and they're... Um, they're Marshmallows? Marsh- I just said yeah to that. Marshmallow sandwiches? Um, two quavers on top of marshmallows, and they're uh, filled to the brink with sugar, and you crunch, 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 and eat them, and you get six of them, and they're quite a treat. <laughs> they, sound dis- they sound disgusting. They are disgusting. They cost, <laughs> they cost um, 50p. Right. And they're quite a treat. So 50p, one queen's head, there you go. And then a lot of sugary treats in the darkness. Okay. So you're having like a sort of um, a sugar sandwich, uh, a, a sugar picnic. It's like you're having a picnic. Yeah. So, I had so you those. took those to Spielberg's. Ryan was with you? He certainly was. My uh, cinematic musketeer alongside me, my Tango and, Tango and Hooch. That's the dog, isn't it? Um, Tango and Cash. And... Um, you even got, I wasn't expecting this, a Spielberg intro at the beginning. Oh. You show that he, he's the godfather of Hollywood. He's just like, you know, thank you for um, less and less people make that extra effort to come to the But cinema. isn't this a thing now? Was Didn't Tom Cruise do that before? Isn't this a thing now to get people back into... Oh, yes, they do. Yes, you are quite... Yeah, they do. He did it for Maverick. And they actually thank you. You know, thanks for leaving the home and, um, you know, and still supporting cinema type of thing. So you were sat front row. Spielberg came up like he's talking to you. Oh, literally. I'm the size of his nose. I could, like, crawl into his nostril like Honey, I Shot the Kids. <clears throat> he's there with his kind what of... What would you do in his nostril? Um, see would you I just could... keep heading towards the... Where would brain. you go? Definitely, I'd use his like his his nose hairs to climb up like a gym gym rope and see if I could have a look in the brain, and then I'd take some notes to see how his frontal lobes are different. God, you'd have to have a tiny, tiny pencil. Oh God, yeah. To actually, no, you wouldn't, because his nose is massive. No, you wouldn't. He's, he's got quite a large. Um... <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> oh, I see. Good grief! Yeah, he absolutely, he has got a large. You are quite right. Oh, Keep it in perspective. Oh, God. Fucking hell. Because he's giant on the screen. You don't need a small pencil. Abs- you are you are totally and utterly right. Okay. Abs- 100%. When you said pencil, I wonder what you meant by that, but you mean take notes. Yes, take notes. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> yes. I thought you meant like opening a, ca- a crevice in his nose to crawl. A what? Or something. A, what? A, cr- a crevice? I haven't been in a nose. <laughs> What's a crevice? A crevice, like some kind of nook or cranny. To a, sort crevice? Of something, a crevice? A crevice and a there cranny. A, cre- a crevice and a cranny. <laughs> Need to suck my way in type of thing. And find Fucking hell. Imagine downloading this guy. Oh, new, I've got this new uh, film podcast that we uh, we need to listen to, Jeff, because, uh, God, this would be frustrating. We're in Spielberg's nose. Yeah. Okay. So, 
I don't know where to start with this. Um, go on, you talk about it. Um, I would say basically it was a well-produced film, but it does not deserve the Oscar nominations. It's been given full stop, unfortunately. So I think it's a bit controversial. It's well, well-produced, really well-filmed, the cinematographer, really well-composed, film shot, lovely John Williams soundtrack, great cast. No you know, magic. He's got a brilliant cast. No magic. No magic. It's, it's basically, um, linking to what you're saying, no magic, it's E.T., but um, if you took out the aliens and the um, and the scientists chasing him through um, the streets of was it Arizona where ET was based, um, it's it, do you know what it's almost got two halves to the movie. The first half is like a 1950s um, multi-million budget Wonder Years with Fred Savage, and then the second half is at times quite a cliched. Um, set in the 50s but 80s feeling um, high school uh, coming of age kind of piece and also the kid who plays Steven Spielberg don't get me wrong he's fine he's a very well um, you know uh, uh, skilled actor but um, you can tell it's it's slightly vain for Spielberg to cast this kid because he's ridiculously good looking there's times where he's got his top off and he's got like a six pack and if you look at photos of Spielberg growing up looks nothing like that and also he's sort of bullied as a kid but not massively because he still gets the girl and i sort of saw spielberg for a new lens after watching it as being quite vain really at times oh david this feels like an, an earth-shattering experience for you it wasn't i tell you one thing it wasn't it it was well produced it was a well it was a competently it shows that you know um he's, he's a masterful storyteller visually you know great use of the camera to express different points i tell you one thing it makes me realize with films is that you need some something um there needs to be something in jeopardy and there needs to be big question marks and i think the thing that was lacking was it's amazing that it's been adaptive um for best screenplay because there's really no plot there at all the main that any sense of dramatic conflict or jeopardy is the idea that he's mother is falling in love with his dad's best friend but that's only introduced to you about an hour in and it doesn't really have any sense of conclusion at the end it's more these like um strung together spielberg vignettes having said that though as i said there's some very snooty guardian reviewers who absolutely loved it and also the mainstream love it as well the critics love it as a film so i'm very much in the um in the in the minority what were you expecting as you went into the cinema with your wafers? I think what I um what I think I need personally, individually as a film, is some sense of uh, emergency and jeopardy, some, some some hanging question marks, like you know um, maybe it didn't happen. Do you know what? I love how you're leaning forward and using your hands in this episode. Goodness me! <laughs> no, I do, I do. It's all very like a, it's like a little, like I a love little it. meerkat. That's just yeah. like looking after his whiskers. <laughs> yeah. I've eaten a few cockroaches and now I'm yeah. sort you know, I've got to have that yeah. episode in the background. Dave the Meerkat's had lunch. Um, yes, it's... Why do you think it's been so well received, David, when the well, Meerkat doesn't think much of it? 
it's, it's got to be said that the meerkat in the Deep Within, it, it's, it's got to be said that um, Mark Commode made a good point. He thinks that, um, well, it's, do you know what it is? It's what we said um, in the last podcast about Martin Scorsese and The Departed. The Departed is a highly competently executed psychological thriller, okay? But um, the Oscar Academy is like, no, you've done a lot of good work the last decade. It's, it's your time. And this isn't a bad film for us to hang your your Oscars on. It's not your best film, but yeah, we could use this film as a platform to give you some new, you know, golden men as in Oscars. And I think the Fablemans is like that. It's more about it's not a lifetime achievement award for Spielberg, but it almost feels a bit like that type of thing. Wow. wow. You know what I mean? It's almost as though um it's almost like a thank you for the for all the years, Steve, type of thing. Because it's not a brilliant film and also the kid at times feels like it, do you know what it felt like the Fablemans stop um, pointing please absolutely pointing. put the finger away put the put, yeah. put it back in its holster it felt like good it felt like um i was watching tv it felt like a tv show at times but with massive budget and really good actors you know really but it had a feeling of television to it at times it felt like the wonder years simple as that because did ryan have, think um Ryan looked over him for me and he said, well, that was a mixed bag. So that was his reaction to And he him. wasn't talking about his pick and mix. He certainly wasn't, because that man doesn't have to just eat everything under the sun in the darkness of an auditorium. He can so just if sit I was there. Ryan and you had to respond to me with a look in the cinema, uh, what, what look would you give to, in response to, well, that was a mixed bag, David? Sort of like... <laughs> I'm hearing you, El Capitan. Well, that was a mixed bag, David. Simple as that. I do say to him a lot of the time, before I say anything, tell me, what did you think of the film? Because I don't want to be too much of like, like a negative, grumpy, middle-aged man, nostalgically pining for an alien in the basket of a, of a bike. Do you know what I mean? It's like... You know, what did you think of that? Did you think that was basically Fred Savage, but on a fr- Wonder Years? The, go on, go on. Sorry, carry on. We'll oh, no, 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 no. Um, How many yeah, people in there were there? There were... Um, Busy? About 50, 40 or 50 type of thing. Because they were quite loud a few times. So I, I remember looking around, giving them eye contact. And um, Can you spin around in the chair and do that thing? Just to see just, what you look like? Just kind of like a kind of... Um, <laughs> no, you didn't. Oh, I do no, you that. didn't do that. Oh, I do do that. Definitely. Well, you put your hand on the seat. Oh, you have to because it's the way the cinema chair is. Because if not, they wouldn't. If I didn't, it would be like that. All right, all right. I'm going to do well, some talk. I wouldn't do well, that <laughs> like that. But I would. I <laughs> All right, stay where you are. You're not stay where you are. Stay where you are. You look. You look that way as if you're looking at a screen, and I'll just be doing some chatting, and then you turn round. Okay. Oh, back yeah. to world. Yeah. So you look at the screen as if you're watching the film, and then turn round when you're ready. <laughs> sorry, sorry, you're ahead. Looking at the screen. <laughs> I can really sense you're annoyed. <laughs> Okay, oh, right. Uh, hang on, not yet, not yet. Hang on. <laughs> Ready? Um, well, I don't know. Jane just said she'd be there by 9.30 and she wasn't there. Well, did you... 
<laughs> Hang on, bit longer with with the back and forth. <laughs> Hang on. Well, I don't know. Jane just said she'd be there by nine thirty. Yes, but if I say nine thirty, then it's important to be there. I just don't. <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> I'm just really sensing all your... You've been waiting for this Friday, haven't you, to watch The Fablemans? Why would you, you know, they do just talk about rubbish like that. I think a lot of them are, dr are drunk. There's a lot of them are drinking. Because afterwards, I kind of try and work them out. It's terrible. It's very neurotic. But I'll, when it comes to the end of the film, I'm like, who is that that was doing all that talking? And then they stagger out. And I think, God, you were just drunk, weren't you? And I was dealing with a drunk person. They have no idea. Because there's a lot of bars near the cinema. So I think um, I'm, I'm dealing with the intoxicated masses on a Friday night. So, David, how many chalk ices out of five would you give the Fablemans? Be, come on, let's be... Serious here. Three point five. Look at the face on it. Disappointed oh, in his well, thinking, in his master. Is it is it a four or, or um or not? Do you know what? There's a funny um, situation with the um uh with the bully uh, at the end, and I found it very confusing. But then I was listening to a podcast on the way home. He was interviewed by Paul Thomas Anderson, and he did say that it, that is what happened in reality. Because um, I don't want to spoil it for people, because it's a big showdown b between Spielberg and the bully. And it's a bit naff, really, because it's a case of um, Spielberg gets one over on the bully through the power of cinema type of thing. And um, But he did say, oh, after I, I learned more about his actual childhood and what really happened, I was like, oh, fair enough. Okay, you know. Um, wow. You are becoming incredibly cynical. I know. In your I middle mean, age. it's got to be said. It has to be said. I think the last time Spielberg made stuff that made the back of my um, spine, bum, bum. bum. spingle, absolute spingle, sprinkle. Yeah. <laughs> sprinkle. Yeah. When was the last time Spielberg made the back of your bum spingle? <laughs> I was going to say, the last time he made my, my buttocks come to life was um, definitely those two Tom Cruise movies he did. And they're not perfect films. What are they? What are uh, they? Minority Report and War of the Worlds. I haven't seen Minority Report. Oh, God, it's really... No, no, no. The thing is, with both of those films, they have a very poor third act. He doesn't quite get to the finishing line with either of them. But the, the opening act and the second act of both those films are really good. And it Okay, so if I watched it, I know I'm heading towards a shit ending. Not, cr not rubbish... But not, it's not E.T. or Schindler's List or Saving Private Ryan. It's not up there. It's not Jaws. Dear God, it's not Jaws. But um, And War of the Worlds, they had issues because it was a writer's strike. You love War of the Worlds, don't you? Yeah, I know. It's bizarre. I, I do like it a lot. Annoyingly, they're going to do a third film together. But Cruise You are pointing like nobody's Oh, sorry. Business. What a No, no, no. I apologize. No, no. Is it quite irritating when I'm pointing? Type of no, 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 no. David Panel says uh, in the chat box, sounds like a solid three to me. Yeah, it's a, it's a solid three to me. I think other people do like it a lot, though. So you're I, kind of giving the half chalk ice to 
in response to that. I'm giving the half chalk eyes to John Williams, the cinematographer, Michael Caine, the act Khan, the um the editor, because he's got a good team on him. It looks really good. And it's always it's always well blocked and composed, great music, you know, um real use of the visual grammar. Um, you know, it's always very competently put together. Really good. What is interesting is they're now calling this new You are imagine doing oh, that sorry. to you. Oh sorry, buddy. <laughs> honestly that is annoying no, no, isn't it be, honestly don't be dumb point away no, 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 point no, no, no. at me please point at me they're calling this new this new series of films um uh, the covid films because they're these endless films that are coming out now by directors where they're in isolation and they've written these very introspective biographical films so you've got Armageddon Now by James Gray um, David well Edwards Got Empire of the Light Sam Mendes which got terrible reviews but I didn't mind it in place which is about a cinema in Eastbourne with Olivia Coleman and they're all about um, the cinema during its its glory years and Babylon was one as well cinema during its glory years and then there's very introspective movies and um, I don't know what my point is with that actually. I've just no I need one. a piss you go for it, mate. Not, well, not that I speak, but, you know. If I don't you like one, leaving you on your own, though, like live uh, on YouTube. How, how long How long will you be type of thing? Will you be... What, having know? a wee-wee? Yeah. Well, it's fine. I'll just bring my... Two own. minutes? One, yeah. one and a half minutes? Yeah, you go Two for minutes? it, mate. I'll, I'll just um, put Remember you're on, live on, on YouTube. Can... Don't start. Not a problem. I'll put something on, on the can type of thing. Oh, right. Okay. I'll go like that. There we go. <laughs> so will I. There we go, there we go. One second. You go for it, Captain. David, this week's movie review. Oh my god, I'm looking forward to this one. This week's movie review. This week's movie review is Joe Dante's The Howling. I literally finished it off half an hour ago. I can't quite say that, half an hour ago. <clears throat> so, well, I'm excited by this because I, I don't watch many, um, don't watch any horrors. And the idea of a decent 80s horror and whether also whether 80s horrors hold up and and was is it a well-liked film in the first place the howling Do we it's know? a very well liked um, okay. okay yeah it's um it's very much kind of heralded type of thing the howling but by more by the um i think if you spoke to a mainstream um audience about it not many people would really know it that well but the horror crowds really do like it in a big big way <clears throat> i would say the special effects what's it about what's it about it is about a uh, news reader and it's it's d wallace actually who plays elliot's mother in et it took me a while to recognize her and um she is a news reporter she has a horrific incident with a serial killer and she's she's dealing with traumatic stress did you go into this movie 
feeling a little bit apprehensive that you might it might scare you or are you quite laid back no because i think also the timing of it i had to watch it before the fablemans after work and then uh, before fablemans sorry and then i had to watch it this morning also i know it's joe dante and joe do you know what in actual fact um i think that's the good parts of the film whereby i went into it thinking this is going to be a bit more like gremlins because i mean that's what he's famous for whereby it's going to be more of a 15 certificate um horror there's going to be intense moments of splatter and gore but it's going to be mixed in with tongue-in-cheek humor which the howling definitely has don't get me wrong but there were two scenes where I was, I went to meerkat mode. I was just like, oh, can really we see kind of, that? I was probably like that. Like, well, you know, looking around type of thing. Like I've just come out my June type of vibe. But I was a bit, why? Um, well, I mean, um, to give you the, 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 the plot really, basically it's like, so she's a newsreader, has a bad incident, goes with her husband for a, um, a sort of weekend away to a rural part of America. And she comes across a cult and this cult emerges to be werewolves. And um, there's a sexual tension between them and the werewolves. It's almost as though the werewolves have a slightly vampiric element about them, whereby they can allure you with sexuality. And they're having this, like, sort of like, um, yeah, it's like that sort of 70s. It's set in the 80s, but it's like a 70s kind of beatnik kind of. They're dancing on a beach with like flames and things. And the um, the husband is. Uh, um, sucked in sexually by this, this this werewolf woman and they start um making out and having sex in the dunes is it like, sexy does it feel sexy watching it well they start turning into werewolves whilst having sex and i think because he's had interactions with her he's got the werewolf virus and um yeah it was like it's like blimey this is a bit blue you know this is getting a bit erotically charged and um, they start turning to bloody werewolves. And I was sat there, you know, thinking, well, I'll tell you that, that's one thing the Fablewoods didn't have. Do you know what I mean? Not that I was, I was paying to see werewolf intercourse as I went to Cineworld an hour later. But it was like definitely a new werewolf set piece. Because I think the one You've thing... You've never people, seen werewolves never, fucking. No, especially people um, turning into werewolves mid-intercourse, you know, ejaculating into a wolf. I mean, oh. that's quite well that's pretty much what happens do you know what i mean uh, it took him 20 sorry that's a bit of a no, grim dis, dis, when did you watch discussion. that scene this morning no no i didn't watch that this morning i watched that just before the fablemans what time um so it would have been um about 6 30 something like 6:30, that 6 30 you watched a wolf ejaculating into a wolf yes well it was a man who ejaculated into a wolf type of thing so he, he orgasmed into a wolf. He's, Where were you know, watching it? In a lay-by? Here, as we're speaking right now. Oh, okay. In front of this. I had a shower right. and I watched that. And then I had a shower. Then, yeah, absolutely. Quite right in my head. You know, yeah. you can't get the raindrops out inside the skull. That's a problem. You can never brush that clean, can you? Once it's Well, let's have a little listen to the wolf ejaculate. Now, let's have a little listen to a little bit of the howling. Please. Chris, 
I have silver bullets in here. Silver bullets, my ass. Get up, Casey. Okay. So. The special effects, lighting and music, it is famously, it took him 21 days to film it, Joe Dante. Um, the entire film? <clears throat> yes, it did. It was a very, very short, and people are always very impressed by that. But it, the, the special effects don't hold up. There's one bit where she's being chased in an office, and this character turns into a, um, a werewolf, and you can tell that he's got, like, um, air pockets in his chest and things like that. It's got to be said, it, okay, I'm pointing at it again, goodness me, it's got to be said, it does make you appreciate American Werewolf in London and how amazing that transformation is. That's funny. You should say, I don't know if I said this on the last pod we did or when I, I started looking for the filming locations of American Werewolf in London. Oh, really? And I found the pub. Oh, did you, where's the pub? Where's that? I think it's in Wales. Oh, gosh, it's in Wales, and the interior is... Uh, like North London or something. Is it near where Brian and Charles were filmed? Or no, I can't remember now. I think it's sort of mid. I think it's mid Wales. Um, but I looked back at that scene and uh, um, Rick Mail's in it, obviously. Yes, absolutely. One of the um, the locals. But do you remember the guy who? Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah, look looks around at the dark boy. He was Stop. in Rover. We cast him in Rovers. Who was he? Was he? Which character was he in Rovers? He played uh, Sue Johnston's sort of love interest. He, wow. he sort of tur- turned up in the last episode. But Did he talk about... Did you have a chat with him about it? Or? I can't remember now. I do remember thinking when we watched his, car, his audition tape, he was fucking brilliant. He was such a good actor. He really stood out. Just so wow. precise and detailed with his little movements. And uh, anyway, yeah, he's in the he's in the pub. I never realised that. That's incredible. That, that is amazing. It, it does make you realise that. Um, I mean, they do say that with the time limitations and budgets, the special effects are very impressive. But there are times whereby, do you know, when you've got characters watching a film within a film, it does feel like that. You know, it has dated badly. But there's another amazing set piece where a character is in the middle of reading the news live on TV and turns into a werewolf. And I wasn't expecting that. I think that's the good thing about Barbarian, that horror film. I'm not a big horror fan. So, I mean, Barbarian, you know, it's not the greatest film I've seen because I'm not a big horror fan. But Are you a big horror fan? No, I'm not. Just just so people are clear (laughs) on that. Just to hear people clear on that. Yeah, yeah. It's what that almost turned into a song, didn't it? It's almost like it was a chorus. I'm not a big horror fan. I'm not. It's like I was going to break into music. I said it. So I'm many not times. a big horror fan. I'm not a big horror fan. I don't like horror. No, no, no. I'm not a big horror fan. I'm not a big horror fan. I don't like horror. No, no, no. There we go. So we're around a campfire. Singing like scouts. Can um, you sing what we just sang? Repeat I'm that. I'm not a big horror fan. I'm not a big horror fan. I'm not a big horror fan. No, no, no. Uh, that's nice. It is nice. I'm it? not a big, big horror, horror fan. I'm One, not big. Two, three. 
I'm not a big horror fan. I'm not a big horror fan. I'm not a big horror fan. No, no, no. There we go. Just three, <laughs> just two no's at the end. Not no, no, no. Just no, no. One. I'm not a big, big horror fan. fan. I'm not, not a big, big horror fan. fan. I'm not, not a big, big horror fan. <laughs> no, 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 no. There we go. It's done. There we are. Now so that's one of the books. I'm not a big horror fan. I'm not a big. Don't horror rush fan. it. Oh, Don't I'm trying to. <laughs> no, you're rushing it as if it's annoying you. Anyway, I'm not a big, big horror, fan. horror fan. I'm, I'm not, not a big, big horror, horror fan. I'm not a big, big horror, horror fan. fan. No, 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 no. <sighs> so, did you there enjoy the nice, movie? That was a nice moment. That was a nice. Did moment. you? Did you enjoy it? Was it a ninety-minute horror? You said you enjoyed sitting down and watching. Yes, it, it was. It was fine. I think it was a bit more than ninety minutes. I, I think, but. No, it was. It, it wasn't. I, it was very much dated. It was. It was interested in respect to the Gremlins, in the sense that you can see how he got the Gremlins gig afterwards, because it's a very small American community. You know, you've got the sheriff, you've got the um, the local petrol station owner. You know, it's. But at the same time, it's got that tongue-in-cheek dark humour alongside the horror aspect. That's um, important. What did he go on to do other than Gremlins? He did Gremlins. He did um, Inner Space. That was another uh, um, big one. Um, he did Small Soldiers, which was like a little CGI. Oh, yeah. With um, like these little action figures that come to life. He yeah. also did Gremlins 2. That was a big, big one. And also, do you remember the TV show Eerie Indiana? Mm-hmm. I mean, the howling's got that vibe to it, but, you know, no one has sex and then turns into werewolves. It's not that adult. He did the whole... Um, did he do the whole? That's interesting. I didn't realise that. What else did he do? Oh, Looney Tunes, back yes. in action. Yeah, he did Looney Tunes, back in action. I was about to say, which is what he The always... Burbs. Oh, he did that with, with Tom Hanks. God, that's interesting. He I did Piranha. That was his first film. Piranha was his first movie. His first film was the movie orgy. Was it? That's interesting. And then he did Hollywood Boulevard. Oh, fascinating. And then he did Piranha. Very nice, because Piranha was his uh, Roger um, Avery film. And then Piranha 2 was James Cameron, interestingly. Um, Joe Dante. That is interesting. He's done a lot of stuff, isn't he? But, I mean, once he got in with Spielberg, he was absolutely away. And Inner Space was a big, big deal as well. Well, Um, David. uh, The Howling. By Joe Don, directed by Joe Dante. What are you gonna? How many chalk ices out of five are you going to give it? I would personally say um, I would say three because there were some standout moments. But I'd say it's dated greatly and it does make you appreciate the um, uh, American wealth in London in more detail, which just has not dated at all. Which so um, a three. So a solid yes, three. Absolutely. Solid three. I would say a solid three all the way. I right. did not realise he had directed the burbs, so I take my hat off to him for that. Certainly. Oh, my God. He also directed The Explorers, which was the film with... Um, 
uh, Whacking, not Whacking Phoenix. Uh, who is Whacking Phoenix's brother? Sorry, River. Um, River Phoenix. Apologies, and Ethan Hawke. So yeah, he's done a lot of good stuff. It has to be said, and he directed episodes of Police Squad, which oh, is interesting. Hey. The movie Orgy. God, I don't know about that. That, that looks quite insane. Um, well, thank you very much, David, uh, for this week's movie review. Thank you. Thank you very much indeed. No, I appreciate that. And I hope I didn't ruin your horror musical moment. There, that was. Uh, no, you added to it. Thank, thank you very much. I think I sort of lost faith in it halfway through. You can't do that with improvised theatre. Well, you sped up because I thought you were a bit bored with the section. Which is bad. Looking back on it, I thought, you know, this is a collaboration. He wanted to do something musical and new. And I, I lost faith in it. Which is bad. Do you know what I mean? Slap on Edward's wrist. Next time I will, uh, you know, commit 100% to any musical pirouettes. David Edwards Movie Tip So David, what's this week's movie tip? Uh, this, I tell you what, this week's movie tip, a really good podcast to listen to. You're now not doing any films, are you? <laughs> After what I said. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no. Oh, no, no, no. I'm I feel like I shouldn't have said anything. No, 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 no. I think it's good to mix it up. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Do you know what? Um, I've got two tips really. The podcast I'll put aside because I was going to do this podcast, but I'll do that mm. another time. The one that I, I suddenly thought of this morning I, I should definitely mention is Tarantino's new book, Cinema Speculation. That's right. really good. I've read that, and that is a really interesting read about... Um, it does make you appreciate Tarantino. It's, it has to be said, unfortunately, I'm not the biggest Tarantino film fan. I've seen all these films. I do like them. Obviously, it's very subjective, my reaction to Tarantino, because he's perhaps one of the most, you know, um, you know, contemporary current directors of our time, and he's been around since the 90s. But I do love just what listening to a Tarantino interview or mm. listening to him talk about films more than actually watching mm. his films, ironically. And the book is fascinating. He analyzes Steve McQueen's bullet in detail. He analyzes, he really understands, he's got like an encyclopedic knowledge of um, taxi I think you. I think you and him squaring up against one another, I think you'd win. What, um, in, in a, a battle of fists or a battle of minds? Battle of minds. No, I, I, I think you'd absolutely... You would. He would ruin me. I think I'd be just completely destroyed. But um, well, one thing is, he's got a better grasp of the English language. I think. What do the posh critics round the uh, the palace dining table think of Tarantino? Oh, he's had his day with them. He's become too mainstream. It's oh, no go on. Well, how, what would they say? Um, it would be um, uh, uh, once upon a time in Hollywood, no structure, no discipline. Someone needs to go back to um, the fitness first gym of cinema and perhaps uh, trim their calves a bit more. Far too flabby. Someone needs to um, hand him a final, uh, take away his final cut and remind him that a film needs to be trimmed around the corners this is of uh, scenes scenes appeared which were unnecessary just merely one man's ego things in that they'd be just what do uh, they do for a living these men are they all men around the dining table they're all men around the dining table what do they do for a living like during the day 
what they do for a living um, during the day, um, university lecturers, ultimately. They work on a university campus, you know, simple as that. Not not, not that I'm knocking, you know, in any form. Not that I don't work at university, so, you know, I'm not knocking my my trade or anything like that. I've got nothing to do with the, the, the higher all education. Right, right. Sorry, my hand's <laughs> up like that. Like a meerkat who's been cornered by a cobra. You got yeah, me. yeah. Drop my, yeah. my stick insect. So, you know, I don't work in higher education. So, you know, it's not, I'm not, I'm not knocking anything in that vein. But they work in the realms of a higher education university. They're either a technician or they are um, an associate lecturer there. And um, they can uh, wander the hallway. It's not normal teaching, it's seminars, lectures, you know, a lecture theatre where you stand behind a lectern and you talk to 200, 300 pupils all paying for large... Can, can we do a little scene where I'm a pupil or student and we're walking down, we're approaching one another down a long corridor and you've got, you're, you're one of the um, lecturers and you've got your hands behind your back as you walk, clicking your heels on the stone floor. Hmm. Right. Uh, good afternoon, Mr. Charkins. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see you're still, um, I thought they were out of fashion, those, the DVD. It's unusual that uh, you're uh, you're still watching one. What's, uh, what title are you perusing there? Not giving you any eye contact, opening his door to his class. Shawshank Redemption. Oh, good grief. Surely we've moved on from that, for crying out loud. Perhaps the most overly televised film on this spinning rock we call an Earth. Goodness me, I'll learn nothing from that. Perhaps you want to uh, peruse Frank Darabon's uh, international movie database and uh, have a look at some of his earlier work. You know, I suppose start with the basics, the classics, but uh, I thought we'd have come a little further than uh, Shawshank. And it's rather cliched endings. Thank you, Mr. Charkins. What have you thanked me for? I've only pointed out the obvious. Only, only our little friend called Common Sense could have handed that little uh, parcel of wisdom to you. Off you go. Tick tock, generation. Tick tock. It's all coming to an end. The Armageddon clock. Is sounding behind us. Is he muttering to himself as oh, he walks off? Oh, very much. He's <laughs> just in an existential crisis. What's it all about? Why aren't I given a decent platform to sort of, you know, express myself? <sighs> Fucking hell. Ooh. He's let down by life. Okay, so this Tarantino book's good, yeah? Oh, definitely. Cinema speculation. There's a good chapter on Taxi Driver and a really good one about um, Brian De Palma nearly directed instead of Scorsese. And then he talks in detail about how De Palma would have made the film differently. Right. And, um, yeah, it's just very interesting. And he... God, I tell you what's interesting about... um, Tarantino is the only man I know that would go to the cinema not because he likes the director or the actor, but he'll go to the cinema to see a film because he likes the cinematographer or editor. Mm. 
he really knows everyone. Like when he talks about Steve McQueen's bullet, he talks about the stunt coordinators, their background. And also you get a lot of insight into how it's not just a director's creative vision, but how the industry uh, influences a lot of the creative decisions made. Like that person was supposed to star in it, but they dropped out. There was budget issues. Um, that stunt coordinator had a drinking issue, hence they had to, um, you know, re-storyboard that scene. It's um, it's very interesting. It sounds right up your street, this book. Oh, gotcha. And also, um, it was interesting how um, he um, his mother had a, had a boyfriend who was African-American in the 70s period of, of America. And he influenced um, Tarantino massively with his film going. He took him to the ghetto, and they in LA, and they watched a lot of black exploitation films. And um, he says a lot of the time he wishes he'd thanked him type of thing. He really put him under his wing, and he wrote a lot of scripts himself. This guy, and but never, you know, what made that leap into Hollywood type of thing. But he was an aspirational writer, and he talks a lot about how he inspired him in a big, big way. Well, David, thank you so much for that move, that movie tip. I, I really enjoyed that. It's something, something a little bit different. Which is what it's all about, Captain. It's all Has about it got that. any nude photos in it? No, I was hoping for that. I, when I was in Waterstones, I was flicking through it. I didn't see any flesh. Did you buy it? Um, I, I certainly did. I, I handed over some queen heads and I took it away and I bought is it. it. Is it in your... Not I'm saying go and get it, but it's not in reaching distance, is it? It's not in reaching distance. It's by my bed right now. Okay. Thank you, David. Thank, thank you, Captain. Thank you. Thank you very much. David Edwards, Random Movie Generator. Okay, so... David Panel says, I want to see more from Mr. Charkins. Once a week, we'll walk down the corridor. Who's Mr. Charkins? Is that the name of that man? Huh? Who's Mr. Charkins? Who's Mr. Charkins? Did you just say, I want to see more of Mr. Charkins? Yeah. And is that what we've called that, that person? Oh, yes, you called him Mr. Charkins, yeah. didn't you? Yes, sorry, yes, absolutely. <laughs> What a disaster. It's like I'm not here. Yeah. Like I'm a, like a spectre, like a you ghost. You turned into Mr. Charkins for about three minutes. I did. Not that I was like, um, it's my character. I'll name him. Oh, do you want to? No, no, no. God, no. No, no, no. Do you want Mr. to Charkins name him? Is. No, I do not. Oh, not at all. Not at all. Oh, no. It's just I'm I having... thought I just threw the no, name no, no, out. No, no, no. Good grief, no. That would be a disaster. <laughs> Now I will raise the finger of them. Um, no, what no, would not you at all. have called him, Mr. Charkins? One hundred percent. No, what would you I have lost, called him? Um, honest to God, it's that's not an issue at all. No, I just want to know what you. I don't want to leave him. this Zoom conversation <laughs> with you thinking that you, you know it, that's my Basil faulty, mate. All right. No, <laughs> I own that IP. That's my intellectual yeah. property. I lost. Well, the to be honest, I create the backstory, haven't I? I've created oh, yeah, the backstory. Oh yes, it's a collaboration. It's a collaboration. Yeah, 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 yeah. I never envisioned him even walking down a hallway if it wasn't for your imagination. Thank you, thank Quite you, right. Mr. Charkins, all the way. But what would you call him if you had your chance? 
Frank Charkins. There you go. No, Frank. what would you call? What would your surname would you give him? Mister. Um, Timothy Grace. I think Charkins is better. It's got better feet. It's going places. Okay, so. Okay, so this week's Rand... We haven't spoken to Mandy. We've done that last week. We've forgotten about her as well. She's not here. Blimey, that's a bit of a... Um, we didn't even notice she wasn't here. I think we've become a bit self-obsessed. Whoa. We? She's had a makeover. Oh, my goodness. I thought that was just a new fridge. I didn't know that was Mandy. I she looks just lovely. Got- She's like a golden hubba hubba. She's like a massive golden brick. She's shy. Hi, Mandy. She's Hi. Like the in the corner of the room. Hey. You look great. You're oh. absolutely stunning. Thank you. Thank you. You look like a golden brick. You really do look like a golden brick. Can I just say, so I, hear. I love what you've done so I hear. with your hair, but you haven't got hair, but what you've done with your like metallic front, back and sides. Thank you. Wow. Sorry. Uh, you look great. And Thank you. The, uh, you look very sharp. You've got sharp sides now. I wouldn't want to give you a hug. I think it would cut me. Is that right. a pair of plastic shorts you're wearing? Yes. Sort of a hot pants around the sides of your golden waist. Mm. Wow. You've Are you ready to off. choose a uh, a movie for David randomly? Yes, sheepy sheepy. She just called us. She, she what she said. Mm-hmm. I certainly did. That's and completely. Yes, yes, sheepy sheepy. What's that sheep. sheepy. Is that because we're sheep? What does that mean, sheepy sheepy? Well, you're a bunch of lemmings. You don't what think for yourself. Say? Bunch of lemmings. You just you don't think for yourself. Yes. Bunch of lemmings. Yourself, you're a bunch of lemmings. Yes. I think she's making my meerkat reference, haven't they? No. Right. Okay. Sheepy sheepy. Sheepy sheepy. You're a bunch of lemmings. Okay. Right. Okay. So, this week's... Random uh, generator, people. Come on. Yeah, random generator. Um, Let's sing for your supper. Mandy is chugging in the background, doing her work, wearing those hot pants. So, I really hope we get... Do you know what? The Fableman's was a three. The Howling was a three. I don't know what last week's was. It's all been a bit two and three lately. I want to get you a big fiver. That would be magical. Let's see if we can pull that into the realms of reality, please. Okay. Right. So, David, take your time. Whenever you've taken your time with this, you always seem to pick a movie that you like. So... Take your time. Choose the genre of the first movie. Hit the button. Horror. Here we go. Okay. And the decade. Hit the button. 1960s. Oh, that's not great. Generate. Okay. Four movies have come up. And now it's over to you, David. Tell Mandy when to stop spinning those four movies. Stop. Rosemary's Baby. Oh, I'd like that. Yeah, I thought you would. Oh, I'd definitely like that. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. that'd be fantastic. Thought you would. Okay. 
I've got the name of the director. It's obviously French, and he was um, deported from America for inappropriate behaviour. Um, yeah, what's Polanski. the name? Is it yeah, Polanski? Yeah, Roman Polanski. Yeah. I'm terrible at names. Roman okay. Polanski, that'd be amazing. I'd be up for that. Um, so let's choose the genre of the next movie. Take your time. You feel like you rushed last time. Take your time. Stop. Action. Oh, there we go. You're right. If you take your time, you come up with the Take your time. And with the, sh- and with the decades, you just need to take your time and feel it more. Here we go. Choose the decade. Stop. 1960s. Oh, that's not always good. And here we go. Mandy has uh, randomly chosen four movies and you need to choose one of them. Please tell Mandy when to stop. Stop. You only live twice. Oh, oh wow. These are good <laughs> ones, aren't they? <laughs> oh, he's having a magical afternoon, morning. Indeed. Okay. The third movie, please choose the genre of. Bear with the third movie. Take your time. Stop. Comedy. Okay. I like to laugh. And the decade. Stop. 2000s. Oh, no, that's okay. That could be good. And we generate, please, Mandy. Four movies have come up. Stop. Oh, he's gone quick with that. Adventureland. Oh, oh yes, yeah, so Jesse Eisenberg. That would yeah. be an interesting one. Gret Moletto directed well, that. Yes. David. I've never seen Adventureland. That would be interesting, definitely. Are these the most exciting movies we've ever had? I think so. I'd be happy with all three of those. You only live twice. Twice I haven't seen for years. To the extent I may not, I have seen it, but I think I was living in Brighton as a child. Um, Perhaps not then. I was probably like a very young teenager. Um, Rosemary's Baby. Well, that would have been. Do you know? I think I would have been like. I think I saw that when I did my A levels. And as we both said, we're two middle-aged men now. So that would. I think it's so long since I've seen Adventureland. I've never seen. But those other two films, I've seen them so long ago, it's almost like I might as well have never seen them. They're just like a clip show in my head. Do you know what I mean? So okay. they'd be really interesting to revisit. So I've given them an A and a B and a C and I've jumbled them around. So which movie are you going to review for next week? Is it A, B or C? Adventureland. Oh, wow. Something brand new. How'd you feel? Excited all the way. Very excited indeed. Are you really? Yeah, I'm up for that. Definitely. Great. Adventureland. Here we go. 24. I'm definitely looking forward to that one. I'm having a look now on the old. um, uh, God, that's 14 years old now. Is it really 14 years old? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So quick, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. 
Yes, it is. It's 2009, isn't it? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Oh, do you know, I, I remember, it's one of those films I'm amazed I never actually saw in, in the cinema, actually. I think it just sort of got past me type of thing. But, um, yeah, that that's incredible that that's... It's like, um, do you remember um, Attack the Block, the um, Joe Cornish film? I remember recently that that was a, there was a retrospective of that on Empire magazine saying that um, it was like 10 years old. I'm just thinking, bloody hell, yeah. that's incredible. Yeah, time getting, on, getting on a bit, aren't we? Well, that, that's the, yeah, that's we've, we've come full circle, haven't we? You don't like that I'm nearly 50. That's giving you nightmares. It certainly has. Yeah, absolutely. Imagine the nightmares I have. Oh, flip. mate, do not have nightmares. You're not looking. I, I was I was amazed that you just said to me that you were um, near to 50. I mean, that's the main thing. You don't look it and you don't feel it. And as, as I said earlier, um, there's so many people that I know whereby, um, you know, you think, um, I think after a certain period, it's a case whereby... Uh, you don't. Um, you're not. You don't act no. your actual age. So I was looking at Adventureland then. <laughs> no, really no, you're not really. Yeah, I know. Mate, you're doing terrible. one thing. Let's Mate. focus on. Just focus on the pod, please. Can I play this, David, for you? I think I sent it to you. Is it someone made it? Uh, made can a I, tribute. Can I, can I just apologise for my googling distractions there? That was so unprofessional. Yeah. It was like you and me were having like a casual chat first thing in the morning, and I'm on a podcast. And I was being distracted by a Rotten Tomato website. That was mm. that was horrific. That's a slap meerkat paw. That will not happen again. Let's move on. I can't remember the last one. Sorry. Bright eyes. How can you close them how can you close them and fail? Right and fail, right, okay. Bright eyes, how can you close and fail? How can the light the burn so brightly close suddenly burn so pale? How can the fire the burn so brightly? There's no way I can learn all that. I don't, I don't, I've not been critical. I just need to have the lyrics, I think, in front of me to be a little. Hey. Burn eyes, burn like fire. How can you close and fail? No, that's too much now. It's like someone putting too much food on a plate. That's too much. Didn't ask for that much gravy. Um, bright eyes burning like fire. Bright eyes. So I've forgotten it now. I can't remember the rest of it. Um, how can the light, the bright soul, that oh fuck? How can the light, the the glow so brightly? Fail and close, bright eyes. I, I genuinely hate when you say fail and close. What do I say? What do I say? Fail and close. Fail and close. As if the lyrics are that. What does it even mean? I don't even know. 
it's madness that is failing okay uh for those listening uh on the podcast you're on on patreon we did a patreon only episode where we did a deep dive on all ship down and someone made this little video of uh, part of that podcast thank you wowzers that was really when i die that's what i'm imagining it's going to be like that'll be the audio absolutely like in bright eyes at the end of watership down when he dies and he leaves his rabbit body and goes off and as a soul i'm imagining it's going to be um me singing to myself that it, it does feel like the end of my life that audio well done whoever put that together yeah did a expertly cracking job. executed really job. quite a surreal sound bed that he's created there mm. Well, thank you, David, and thank you, everyone listening. Uh, we're just going to hop over to Patreon for uh, three questions. Hopefully, the, well, there are three questions lined up. So, but thank you. In the uh, in the meantime, thank you very much. Um, yeah, Mandy, thank you, Mandy. Your golden thank you. cube. Look Wonderful. at her wiggling her bum. She goes out. How does she do that? She's like a bionic Beyonce. She's turned into quite a diva. It's going to be said. But people, thank you for your time, and uh, thank you, David. More importantly, no, thank and, you um, for entertainment and, uh, madness. Yeah, and um, tell your friends, tell your uh, village, tell your relatives, extended family, um, yeah, and, and your uh, enemies, everyone. Yeah, tell everyone about the podcast and say it's a little bit quirky, but you get there in the end. Absolutely, that's what we yeah. hope. Thank you, everyone. Bye.